to the Listen, Learn, and Lead podcast, bringing you conversations with trailblazing teachers, leaders, and learners. Welcome to episode four of the Listen, Learn, and Lead podcast. My name is Andrew Fenstermaker, and I'm joined here with Scott Stimmel. Scott, how's it going today? Going well. Awesome. Going so well. you think about, um, you know, the school year, we're kind of coming to a close and reflecting a little bit about, you know, on these experiences that we've been able to have with teachers and administrators as, as they've had the opportunity to shadow um, students for a day. Uh, a lot of the, the feedback we've gotten in all these episodes is uh, revolving around relationships. And, and one of the things that I continue to go back to is George Kuros in his book, The Innovator's Mindset, um, made mention that innovation uh, will never happen in education if you don't first focus on relationships. And the one analogy that I would kind of compare it to is if you think about um, these relationships with students that we have, and if we can kind of think of those as a deposit in the bank. So every time I'm interacting with a student and that's depositing um, a positive uh, token or money into that bank, that way when uh, later on when we maybe have to make a withdrawal where it might be redirecting them or uh, asking them to maybe do something that wouldn't necessarily be the top priority uh, on their list at that time, if we have more deposits in the bank, it's going to definitely help those withdrawals that we have. So thinking about those deposits in the bank so that we can make those withdrawals in the future, what are some tips that you might have for being able to get that balance build up with those deposits in the bank? Well, definitely one of the things that I like to do, um, and I've seen other teachers do uh, when I'm doing a learning walk or just kind of popping in on my classes, is starting at the door with the students when they're walking in, just saying their name, saying, you know, hey, Susan, hey, Jonathan, how's it going, Derek? I think that that really means a lot, lets them know that, uh, you know, you care about them, you're looking forward to seeing them, you appreciate them in your classroom. Um, so that little thing that you can start off your class really sets the tone for a good class period. Another thing that um, I haven't done a whole lot of, but I know happens a lot in my building are lunch bunches or uh, students will grab their food from the cafeteria and bring it down to a classroom and then either work on homework in a teacher's room or just kind of hang out in a quieter environment that isn't kind of our loud, chaotic uh, cafeteria. But that definitely helps those uh, teachers and students connect on a different, more personal level than just being in front of them during your classes. Yeah, so really being able to, you know, acknowledge a student at the door, um, and it's easy to think about how many opportunities those students might have to interact with the teacher and how many times those opportunities aren't necessarily met um, with being with a specific teacher only for a short period out of the day. Um, it's a really great opportunity to really start building those relationships to start the class and really build those deposits up. And then even also, you know, those lunch bunches, it really kind of makes it more of a personal opportunity to build those relationships that you're kind of meeting them where they're at. Instead of it mm -hmm. being kind of your world, you're kind of going into their world and just that really that informal opportunity to just really get to know each other on a personal level really helps build those, uh, you know, those deposits up in the bank. Absolutely. Yep. Speaking of uh, making personal connections. We're here with a uh, personal development teacher at Southeast, uh, Mary Morrison. Mary, how's it going today? It's going great. Thank you. All right. Well, we asked Mary if she would uh, uh, shadow a student for a day here at Southeast. 
And thankfully, she agreed. Um, so, Mary, I want to uh, to hear about this experience. Well, I guess, why did you agree to do it? It sounds like a crazy idea to become an eighth grader <laughs> in a school that you've taught in for so long. Um, I just thought it would be really fun to go through all the different classes, get a chance to get into other teachers' classrooms, see what my student was like in other settings, in other classrooms, and see who she hung out with, and how she responded when she was around different groups of people. And I do have to say, you're referencing one of my favorite books, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens by Sean Covey, where we read a section called The Relationship Bank Account. So it talks about positive (laughs) deposits and negative ones. So it's... I just We just got done reading that book, that section of that book in the class. So I love that book. So if you think about those relationships and making that reference to the book itself, um, if you think about this experience of shadowing a student, um, could you kind of help us maybe understand or, or people that are listening really understand how this could potentially help you uh, be a more effective uh, educator? Well, um, I, the person I asked to shadow was someone who... I felt like I had a good relationship in class. So in some ways, that probably was kind of cheating because at first I thought, (laughs) I need to pick somebody I'm struggling with so I can really get in their head and see what's going on. But this student kind of hangs with a fringe group that often is challenging authority and expectations at school. So I felt like it was a relatively a less threatening way to get a glimpse on that group of people and, and not just jump right into their world and have them wonder what the heck I'm doing there, even though they wondered that anyway at lunch. Um, so it was a great way to do it because I could, I could see their perspective on things, even if it was just at lunch, but at, in the hallways. She sat with a couple of students in different classes. So it was really great to see how she handled some of those students that are more challenging behavior wise in classrooms versus other students and how she played that role and the dynamics of it all. So I felt like I really learned a lot about her as a person, which I wanted to, but also just to see how she handled those situations. It's easy to start to, and this might sound bad, but label students just from what we experience with them within a classroom. And so we start to see that maybe they um, have these certain types of behaviors within our classroom, or I see them hanging out with specific students within a classroom. So it's easy to kind of label them. And, and sometimes those labels can kind of impact maybe how we think that student might operate in other classes. Do you think that being able to see them in um, a variety of different environments really gave you a better perspective of how some of those labels can kind of create barriers to really connecting with students and really developing those relationships because it's easy to kind of get those labels almost as blinders. Do you think that that it helped kind of get a better perspective of? Well, I certainly understand where your question's coming from, but I, I guess I was really curious as to how she maintained separation because I do see how sometimes you can judge kids, but I guess I feel like I'm almost hyper-conscious of that, knowing that. I'm always reminding myself, I don't know this kid's story. I don't know what they're getting at home. And I can't just assume one or the other. And to me, at this age, for the most part, a lot of it's not their fault. And so I always remind myself that, that they are a product of where they come from. And that isn't their fault. And so... 
It doesn't mean that I'm 100% great at it, but I always try to remember that. And so what I found really fascinating was how this girl was able, was true to herself, despite the great pressure she had. And that was really affirming to me that even though she seems to really identify with a certain group, she is not that group and she is not that person that she isn't like them. And she was, you could just tell she's so she's okay with herself the way she is. And so I just felt that was really refreshing and encouraging to me to know that. And again, not, not to group kids because she definitely could have been just because you see them together, but that is not how she is. And so I was really, um, it was really reaffirming to me that everybody's an individual and you have to remember that. That's great. So you may or may not remember Ms. Morrison. Um, I was actually a student in your eighth grade personal development years and years ago. Yes, I do. So I know what it's like to be in your classroom, uh, you know, from a student's perspective. Um, What was something that really surprised you or was unexpected when you got to visit your class? When I went with my student to my class, it was really great to sit with the kids and I sat with the student I was shadowing. I really enjoyed watching somebody else teach my topic because I don't ever get to do that (laughs) because it's me and, you know, a half of another person. So I just loved that because it was somebody who I've worked with a lot outside of the classroom to work on my curriculum and knew I knew things, but just to see a fresh take on it. So I was it was really, really fun and to see how she was engaging the kids and just getting ideas and trying to soak it all in. So um, I, I would love to be able to do that again. So that part was great for me. And then it was also neat to see how, again, my student who just went along with her day, like I wasn't there, how she worked with the kids at her table group, which was quite a variety, and it didn't phase her that I was there. You know, she just got right to it, and, you know, I'd chime in here and there. But it was, again, that was part the best part about it all is that she just brought me under her wing and let me go along, and she didn't change the way she was. That's great. Did any of the students have any you know, unique reactions to seeing you as a student in their room? Um, <laughs> well, some were like, why are you here? But then I think the word got out. So uh-huh. then, um, but again, a lot of it had to do with the student I was shadowing because she's like, she's with me today. And then it was like, everything was okay. And, um, and they just, you can tell they respect her because right. what she said goes and then they were fine with that. And we just moved on. And, you know, they, you know, made a few jibes about the class I was in. So, you know, like in Spanish, we took a quiz that I would have failed. <laughs> and so she and I were talking about that. And, and but, you know, so it was fun. And, you know, I really tried to make an effort to not to just stand and talk to the teacher. I sat in the desk and really tried to be the student. Yeah. And not do too much the other. So I think that helped maintain a little bit more separation. So it made me be absorbed and kind of get put into the group as opposed to be, oh, there's a teacher, another teacher in the room. Right. So I think that helped make it more authentic of an experience. Definitely. So. So some really powerful stuff that, you know, as we've been reflecting with the, um, the administrators and teachers that have had this opportunity to shadow students. You're one of the first that have mentioned how beneficial it was to 
um, attend your own classroom and see instruction taking place of the same content that you would teach and how powerful that can be. So I appreciate bringing that up. It's, it's an interesting take on things. To, it's sometimes that those are the things that we don't necessarily think that would be highly valuable of, um, are we going to have some self-judgment on, well, that's not the way I would do it. But mm-hmm. what I hear you saying is that it was really interesting to see the different dynamics and different strategies that someone else teaching the same curriculum um, that that really sparks some interest in ideas for yourself. Yeah, I I would say, I mean, there were a lot of valuable things through the day for for me, but that was one of the big ones because um, of the collaboration piece. Because I just don't get a lot of opportunity to collaborate with the sub, you know, the area that I'm in, and I'm I guess I'm of the belief that my way isn't always right. And I just like to learn more. I want to learn more and I want to get new ideas. And I, I learn best by seeing. So for me to be able to see somebody model something, I'm much better at getting it than just, Oh, here's a new lesson for you to try. That doesn't work for me. I'm always been a learn by do person. It's like kind of like taking the the learning walk thing that we, we did throughout the year just to the next level. Absolutely. Instead of coming in for five, 10 minutes real quick and then getting a short piece of feedback, you got to really experience, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a much more in depth, uh, day yeah. and, and even your whole class period. So Well, and then also how the kids are take, getting it. Yeah. So it isn't necessarily just about how the teacher's teaching it, but I'm able to fully experience how the kids are receiving it, Right. which to me is you're getting a double benefit there. <laughs> For sure. So. so thinking about, you hit on a lot of positives. Or is there anything that you really could say was a challenge throughout that day that you got this experience? Gosh, you know, I can't really think of any negatives. It was such a great day. I I mean, I felt like, again, I got to learn a lot. I got to do some fun things. I got to see quizzes and tests being given. I got to make a pop-up card for my parents and <laughs> art. Um, you know, I, I, it was a great variety of things. And, you know, the fact that my student at the end of the day said thank you oh, wow. Wow. was awesome. And she came back and told me that on Monday. It was really fun to do that with you. I was like, likewise. Wow. So I just, I think when I asked her if I could do it, follow her, and her eyes lit up, it was almost like she felt, it, you could tell it was like, I'm special. This is meaningful. Yes, this is meaningful. You know, she wants to spend an entire day with me. There's something there. So that was, you know, I didn't expect that. She did not have the, oh, like I got my parent with me. I'm embarrassed at all. And so that part was super cool. So would you do it again or recommend it to someone else? Absolutely. Excellent. And I would absolutely recommend if you can have somebody teach, if you have the kid in your class and you have somebody else teach it to do that because it's a really great experience just to see it from another perspective. Excellent. Well, one thing that I've always enjoyed about you, Mary, is your willingness to try new things. Um, I know you've been teaching here for a long time and I got to teach personal development my first two years in the building. And I love the way that you're always open to try new things. Um, and I think that comes with teaching a class that's one trimester long and you do that three times in a row and y- you have to. You have yes. to do do things differently. Um, and uh, the, I think the kids really benefit from that. So, Well, I hope so. I mean, I, the hard part is wondering if all the effort you make, they see it. And you have to remember that you're not always going to see it, but you got to believe in it. And... I mean, I think just keep trying and yep. keep working on it is 
half the battle and not just getting set in your ways because I've seen teachers like that and I don't want to be that. Awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out and talking with us today. We appreciate it. Thank you. What an awesome conversation there with Mary. You know, lots of great points that she brought up throughout that entire conversation. But one of the things that really stuck out to my, uh, to me when we were having that conversation, about halfway through the conversation, she pointed out that she really valued the opportunity to watch her own class uh, material and students being taught mm-hmm. by someone else. And she, the point that she made is she's of the belief that her way isn't always best and and talk about being humble and open-minded and really having, or I should say embodying that growth mindset. She lives it and believes in it. And there's a true demonstration right there as as that comment that she made that she's of that belief. And, and I think that's something powerful for us to consider that this experience for her, even though she was there to kind of learn about the students, she was able to learn many new valuable ideas from her own classroom instruction. And I think that just emphasizes how powerful it is for us as educators to not get kind of into a routine or stuck in a in a, a rut of our way or the highway, essentially, but always to keep that open mind and, and try to get into other classrooms to observe or even just maybe even watch a video of another colleague that's teaching. So it's just, it really blew my mind that, uh, and I guess reinforced the fact that it's a collaborative effort and it's a very valuable opportunity for us to learn from our colleagues. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, we all, as we go throughout our careers, we develop strategies that work for us and ones that don't work for us. And we, you know, hopefully continue to use the ones that work really well for us, but uh, they have to change over time. I mean, um, students change every year. They react differently to different techniques and strategies. Um, and we can't you know, always assume that what worked with one group of kids would work the exact same way with another group. So it's cool to see Mary uh, continuing to try new things out there. Yeah. I mean, I guess that kind of goes back to why teaching is such an art that it's not, uh, you know, once I get one year underneath my belt, I can just take out the same (laughs) lesson from last year at this date and teach it exactly verbatim the way it was before. But it definitely reinforces how how much of an art actually teaching is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was really kind of taken by how she focused on what it meant for the student that she shadowed, um, how you know she came back the next day and thanked her for, for yeah. doing that. That was really cool and just shows the power of building those relationships with your students. Um, you know, we thought that um, it'd be a really cool thing for her to focus on what she could learn from that. But um, I'm wondering what the student learned from that and took away from that. And I, and I know that every student that Mary and you know, interacted with throughout the day, she either built a relationship with or strengthened one that already existed. And that's just a really cool thing that she got to experience. Yeah. So thinking about as we kind of conclude up this this episode and those of you that are listening and have listened to some of the previous episodes, the last episode that we had, we actually ended with the first time challenge. And this episode, we want to continue the same tradition and see if we can get some of your expertise, as we mentioned. Mary's big takeaway was being able to learn from our colleagues, and we would really love an opportunity to learn for all, learn from all of those that are listening to this episode. So our challenge for this episode four would be asking you to expand on what we started this conversation with when we began talking about making deposits in the bank with those personal connections with students. And we gave you a couple strategies to start the podcast by using a lunch bunch to get to know your students at a more personal level, or even just greeting them at the door. 
So we would really love to hear your strategies that you found to be effective at really developing those personal relationships with your students. And we would love to hear about those by you sharing those on Twitter with the hashtag L3podcast. Or feel free to shoot us an email at listenlearnleadpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we're really looking forward to hearing your ideas and uh, hopefully learning from them, being able to use your strategies in our classrooms uh, as we move forward. So um, send them our way. We'll go over them and hopefully uh, we can even highlight some of those ideas in a future episode. If you'd like to find the show notes and more information, visit www.listenlearnleadpodcast.com.